Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life. Because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take time to catch up with small cap executives of what's happening at their companies. With us today, I'm happy to have back again Brad Wazell, CEO of Better Education Corp. Company trades on the TSX Venture under the stock symbol BTRU, and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 5OGA. Now, for those of you who are new to the story, it's got to be a lot of you. Better You essentially is a global education marketplace. They're the only global edu education marketplace serving India, uh, and they're also the largest such marketplace in the emerging market. So as a result, they've got some significant partnerships and customers. Uh, many are billion-dollar organizations, uh, and a great, just one great example is a Central Bank of India training uh, for all their assistant managers. Partners include the likes of Adobe and, uh, and Rosetta Stone, and their timing is perfect because the Indian government has a mandate to educate 500 million people by 2022. Brad, welcome back. Hey, George. It's great to be back. It's been a while since we chatted. Um, well, you've been busy. Well, I have been. You've been, been, busy. You've been busy from the looks of things. <laughs> and, uh, and the first thing I want to talk to you about was this amazing uh, appointment here as a consultant, Gurmit Singh. He's a former managing director of Yahoo India and the CEO of Forbes India. Uh, that's a pretty big uh, that's a pretty big personality to be have coming on as a consultant uh how did you guys get someone like him um well a mutual friend of ours actually um he reached out to me just before uh, early march march before march break and um it was an introduction through a guy i know um we both know this guy named my name is sunit and um uh, uh Gurmit was looking for ed tech opportunities uh, after he departed from yahoo uh, this last year uh, they got acquired by i think verizon i think it was um and uh he got to see you know the growth of the what the industry what what the the key uh, market trends were and um education was a huge one online education was booming you know google and kpmg wrote a report saying it's going to be a two billion dollar uh, opportunity in the next couple of years um so he did a lot of research and he was trying to find ed tech companies he uh uh, didn't know about us, and um, he went back to uh, our, our mutual friend and, and asked, um, told him that he, he thinks he's going to start building his own ed tech company because he can't find something that solves education for everybody and that can deal with um, all different aspects and levels of, of learning. Um, so anyways, I got an email from, from uh, giving the introduction. Him and I connected afterwards, and during our, our Skype call, he, uh, he, he goes, Brad, I got to be honest, I spent like two hours on your marketplace. He goes, I almost fell off my chair. And uh, he That's said, you, yeah, he goes, the amount of global education partners that you've brought together, your team has brought together to serve, to serve um, our country is incredible. And he goes, uh, but I've never heard of you. He goes, you know, it'd be great to uh, maybe do something together. So we've been talking ever since. And um, um, just recently, we, we signed an agreement for him to come as a consultant, help us uh, get access to his network of, of uh, uh, 
partners and things that people he's worked with over the past, um, but also help guide us in stuff that um, we might, might be unsure of. He is a, a very well-known individual there. Before I even communicated, sure. I, walked in, I walked out of my office and went and talked to some of our Indian folk and asked, you know who Gurmit Singh is? And they're like, oh yeah, he's, he's the managing director of Yahoo, Yahoo India. I'm like, oh, okay, you do know him. That's great. And I came back in my office and then continued on conversation with him. I was curious of um, his, his credibility, his brand, um, very seasoned guy, and he's lovely to talk with, really is. So let me tell you, let, let me ask you, we've always known you had a great marketplace, and not just because you said it, but because the numbers spoke for themselves and all that, but what does it say for your credibility, with, you know, to inc increase your credibility and visibility to have someone of Mr. Singh's stature uh, come on board? Even though he, he's, just a, he's a consultant at this time, but yep, what does it yep. say that someone of his stature chose your, because obviously he's got many opportunities, I would assume. Uh, oh yeah. yeah! Right after leaving Yahoo and all that. So, what does it say that he chose you guys as one of his uh, as one of his projects? Well, it, it gives a lot of confidence, and it made it actually made me feel really great because you know building this company, the hardest problem I've always run into is trying to educate people on the importance and value of, of what we're building. It's not easy. We're trying to bring together global educators that typically don't work together onto one platform to service and support an entire country across everything. You know, um, the fact that he saw that value uh, almost immediately when he started reviewing it was was great for me because, um, you know, I'll take UNESCO, United Nations. Um, you know, UNESCO has 17 goals, sustainable goals. Number four is education. And if you go read that report, it's an 80-page report that talks about the challenges that the United Nations is having from a global perspective on um, solving this problem, education for all. And you'll see the main underlying issue that they're having is collaboration. Governments collaborating, educators collaborating, in-country partnerships collaborating, bringing them all together. No one's been able to do it anywhere in the world. And the United Nations failed their last um, mandate. They had a period of time they were trying to accomplish. They missed it. They couldn't get them together. Um, so I reached out to uh, one of the assistant director of the United Nations on Twitter, trying to create an action. So I, we need people who really believe and see our value. Gurman is just a prime example. He saw our value right away. Um, which is great, great for him, him because he's he's definitely thinking a lot bigger than most people. Um, yeah, he's, he's a major influencer. So if he's seeing oh. it, then you know it's only a matter of time till till other people see it. And influencers, by the way, is something that's pretty important to you, especially in the Indian marketplace. But even even more so, like you talk about UNESCO and the contacts you have there. Talk, talk to us about some of the influencers that you've been talking to lately. And how they've been either supporting or reacting and wanting to help better better you. Yeah, so I, I've had the opportunity to uh, meet with Richard Branson. Um, it was a great uh, great time together. Um, got to learn about his interests and passions and um, experiences and things like that. Um, I did talk about education as a whole. Uh, he didn't come. He doesn't have that network because education hasn't been a, a very big focus of, of Virgin in general. Um, but we also got to meet the president of Google.org. Um, she she was there with us for a little bit. We were together uh, collectively. Um, the president of Maldives, um, you know, one of the 2019 or 2018 uh, nominees for the Nobel Peace Prize. So there's a group of us that got together for for a period of time, and um, we just it, it was it was an interesting environment because you built up relationships that were at a personal level, um, but you also built up professional level. So they got to see more about what we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, the importance of it. And it was, it was great to be around a group of people that had the same like-mindedness on how to solve mass problems. And those relationships have enabled us to open, open doors here and there. Um, another great example is um, when I was with WE. We went to WE, uh, one of the WE villages in India uh, this last year. And um, 
you know, had the opportunity to spend time in one of the villages with Craig. Uh, Craig is one of the founders of, of WE um, on building, building physical, physically building schools, understanding how they're connecting. But the interesting thing is the group of people that we were with, the, um, the families, there was, you know, the vice president, or sorry, the president of Unilever was there. So I got to build a, a spend a week with him and his family and, and build these personal real, real relationships. When you're, when you're digging, you know, digging holes and mixing cement with somebody for, for a good week and you're spending that much time together, you build these, these great relationships. And, and the importance of influencers in what we do, we're, I'm, I'm a nobody. I know this I, around the world. I don't have the influence that, that someone like Richard nobody, has. but of course you're oh, not at that yeah. influence. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but these individuals, the, the whole point of our business is to create a global collaboration that brings everyone together to solve education for everybody. That requires the collaboration of a lot of different people and to bring them together. It's much different when an influencer says, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I have opportunities to do all these other things like Gurmit does, but what these guys are doing is significant. Um, and what they put together is is valuable. Um, but that and stuff you're takes talking about on the like from a finance point of view, or from a connections point of view, or market penetration point of view. What what where are they significant? These influencers and in helping so all, all all across the board. Um, fr- but the most important thing is when you're talking about emerging markets, the hardest the hardest thing when it comes to education is someone deciding to pick or buy something. Money is scarce in some of these countries for some of these individuals, and it's difficult for them to go buy something without being assured it's the right decision. Influencers add that level of credibility to who we are and what we're doing so that when someone decides, you know what, I'm going to buy this course because, you know what, look at the people that are behind the company. Like even today, if you look at our board of advisors, look at who we have. We have Stuart Beck, right? He's, he's the CEO of, um, uh, of uh, Asia Pacific and Canada. He's the former ambassador for India, for Canada. We have uh, Junichi who is the vice president of Venice, the largest Japanese educator. We have Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank in the U.S. who joined our, our board of advisors. We have um, uh, Vishnu Prakash, who is the former ambassador for India, who, whose last station was in Canada, now retired. He joined us as well. So these, these individuals have joined us for a reason. They see the value of what we're building. Um, many people may not because they maybe don't understand what, what, how difficult it is to build what we've been building. But these, these individuals add incremental value to our credibility. Brad, is, is it safe to say, because you're right, you know, listen, this is a product that a lot of people don't touch and feel or can't see. It's not even like mining, you know, the most, the, an anti-tech kind of business where at least you can see the ground and look at a rock. So, you know, is it fair to say that people can't see it and can't touch and therefore not only did, did they not appreciate what you've built so far, but tell us, you know, how, how far advanced are you within India with respect to the better you uh, online education market, like how dominant is it in terms of offering quality partners and, and being able to solve major problems? So our, our partnership base has grown significantly over the last couple of years. Um, a couple of years ago when we first launched, we were still building, right? So it's taken time. Uh, today we're at about, I think we're at 74 global educators. We just signed up um, groups like uh, Pearson joined us, which was phenomenal. Um, we have um, uh, Future Learn, which joined us. Future Learn is like a, it's their own marketplace for, for the top British universities. You know, I, I met with them in London, um, talked about what we're doing, and they, they had been trying to penetrate India, didn't realize some of the barriers. And then when they realized the barriers that we had taken down, they ended up joining us. Um, we also signed up with, uh, Rose, did I say Rosetta Stone? No, Rosetta Stone joined us as well. I said, I said Rosetta Stone at the uh, beginning. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Great, great, for um, you to tell, so, great for you to tell us. 
Yeah, yeah, Skillshare, and we have just a ton more of, of these global partners across all domains of learning and, and levels. So we, we've been trying to bring together these leaders. It's taken time. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not easy to bring an educator onto a platform because it's not as simple as, hey, sign up here. There's, there's collaboration of marketing materials, integration of their platform with our platform. They're trusting us because our, our, we have to do all the registrations and all the payments on their behalf. Um, so these partnerships are true partnerships. Our team here works tirelessly on, on how, to, how to make sure it's been built properly and integrated properly and that they trust us that we're going to do what's right for them because it's their brand, right? Um, so, you know, our, our global partnerships have just been growing and growing and growing. The last couple of years have been tremendous. So for, for people watching at home, especially shareholders who have been with the company for a couple of years, I can almost feel their question, which is going to be, okay, Brad, when does this start to turn into uh, a marketplace that's actually generating revenue and, and, starting, to, and starting to show its, its true potential? And when, when does that begin? What, what's your outlook and, 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 and when are you going to start really realizing its potential? So this is its full potential when it starts just realizing its potential. Yeah. So it's this year. Um, you know, the challenging thing over the last couple of years, just to, just to sum it up, is in order to provide education for everybody, you need a lot of education, right? Two years ago, we had a couple hundred programs on our marketplace. To go, we, you know, people would say, why aren't you selling? You should be selling. That type of small amount of content doesn't make sense. No one's going to buy it from us. They can just buy from local providers. To make a marketplace successful, you have to bring together a lot of partnerships, a lot of content where there's choice and people go through, like Amazon. If Amazon only sold phones, you know, people would be like, well, Okay, they sell phones. Yeah, I can go to the phone point. But Great Amazon point. has millions and millions of products. Um, yeah, if it stuck with just books at the beginning, it was just books, it wouldn't be Amazon. And you'd have one-tenth of the reason to go there because you got you need so many other products at the end of the day. Yes, Amazon has, what, 60,000-plus suppliers now, individual partners. We have now 74 educators, right? So the, the scope difference is huge. However... There's a tipping point that our company is going to hit where content partners are just going to come because it's so difficult to, to, to do business from an educator perspective in India. The, the revenue focus, for example, um, last year we started, we started poking around trying to see what we can generate. Um, this year we realized that uh, we have the opportunity, our technology, that we talked about, talk about this in a bit, but the technology we've been built, we've been finalizing it, which is taking some time. Uh, funding limitations is limit how much we can do at once. Um, uh, and then this last year, we decided to start focusing on B2B. Um, and the reason why we, we started doing that was simply because from a revenue perspective, we need to start gener generating revenue. We now have 53,000 plus courses on our marketplace across all of these educators. There's a lot of content. Now, when you have a funnel of content, so you, so you understand how this works into revenue, when you have a funnel of content that comes down, the challenge that we had was how do we individualize a learning program based on 53,000 programs all the way down to an individual? And the, the way that we did that was we had to create some technology. And we created this upscale engine, which is an engine that works with our corporates. So we're working with, um, for example, you take you, yourself. Uh, your skills would be different than mine. Your education would be different than mine. Your experiences, et cetera, different. Um, but now you multiply us by millions of people. How do we provide education that can solve everybody? But how do we determine exactly what you need? Um, and that was the problem we're having. People come to our marketplace. Well, how do I know I need this? Uh, this is the job I want. True. How am I going to connect True. that job to this course? So our skill engine, what, it, what we did is we took um, India's national occupational standards, which they, basically what the government's done is they broke India into sectors, right? Hospitality, aer aerospace, um, telecom, banking, telecom, all that kind of stuff. 
And every sector was set, set up a skill council. That skill council was responsible for defining every job that exists in that sector. Then they had to define what education, what skills you need from technical, hard skills, soft skills, uh, all the different type of variables. And then they defined it all. Then, so what we did is we took all that data, which wasn't readily available. They were done in PDFs. Our team here then went through all the data, computer, uh, uh, digitalized it, um, and developed spreadsheets. Uh, then we turned those into databases, and then those databases we integrated into a system that when, what you do is you go pick, okay, I'm interested in this, this space, aerospace or hospitality. Then it drops, it lists all the different occupations within that, within that field defined right. by India. Then we drill down, you click on it again, you drill down on the occupation, then it goes right down to the job role. In that job role, once you click on the job role, then it brings out an assessment. That assessment, self-assessment right now, we have plans to automate the whole thing. Um, self-assessment that would then determine what your skill gap is. A whole bunch of questions defined not by us, integrated and built by us, which take, took a lot, very long time. Um, but then yeah, that's those- incredibly detailed. Sorry to interrupt you there, but that's incredibly because oh. before George uh, was interested in the aerospace industry would come to the marketplace and not sure, not know exactly what he should pick. So now the risk is I lose my, I, lo I, I lose money because I didn't take the right courses. I lose time because I didn't take the right courses. So you've essentially said, all right, we'll pinpoint it right down to your industry, exactly what you want to do. And based on the input from that industry, we'll tell you exactly what you need to take. So now confidence level goes up and I say, okay, I'm going to take all six of these courses or five or seven or whatever the number is. Cause I know these, this exact what I need. So, now I know why it took time, but that's, that's powerful. Now, now that system only works with content. If you have no content at the end of the assessment, if, there, if you don't have the, the, the depth and breadth of, of content across the spectrum of learning, the reality is millions of people that go to do an assessment, when it comes to the end, each assessment is going to be different. The results are going to be different. Then it creates a learning path. It defines the courses you need to take. But what's interesting is the courses may not be from one provider. And that's the challenging thing. There's not one educator that exists today on this planet that can provide education to everybody doesn't exist. So the collective collaboration of educators from all over the world together on one system enables us to then individualize learning and create learning paths that could be 15 different educators that are supporting specifically what you need based on this funnel that goes down to an individual. So it's taken us time to build all that, that infrastructure and, and the content that supports that technology. So Brad, you know, contrary to popular belief, you've been on the move here. You're developing product. You just haven't been sitting around where that white elephant, you know, that elephant in the room that we're all going to talk about in a minute, about you know waiting for funding, you guys have been moving and, and making sure that the platform is ready. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know the the people people don't understand it, and partly our fault. We're not really um, we haven't been really pushing it into the market and, and explaining it in more detail, simply because you know with with limited resource, we have to decide you know public focus, market focus company. You know, so our focus has been on the business. How do we achieve? our end goals, which is to build the infrastructure, the content, build the technology on top of the content to support it. And then once we've had most of the pieces in place that I was confident, you know what, now when we go meet with clients, they'll look at this and go, oh my God, this, this is fantastic. Um, how can we work together? And I'll, I'll talk about in a second what we did there. Um, aside from, aside from the, the, what I said, this, the upskill engine and the content that's needed to do it, and, and the learning path, when people get, get the learning path created and it creates multiple educators across the board, the challenge we ran into when we, when we were identifying this a long time ago was how do we support our learners after they go into the courses? Because the reality is we don't host content. We're an aggregator that brings educators together. And You're Amazon. Yeah, and every educator has their own learning environment. They have different learning management systems. They have their custom-built stuff. They have so, there's so many different technologies around the world. 
that to integrate them into one system where they would all collaborate together is very difficult. So our, our model was let's be, let's be an asset light model where we can just, we can just direct someone into the learning environment. The problem that we ran into or that what we conceptualized what would happen is once someone leaves our marketplace and now is in the learning environment of Rosetta Stone as a good example. When they're in that learning environment, what if they get stuck? What if they have challenges with being able to log something or sign in or whatever? What do they do? Um, of course, they have Rosetta Stone, but we, we, didn't, we weren't confident with that. So we spent time building our own browser extension that goes into Chrome. That wow. when someone becomes a learner, yeah, that's big. when they become a learner with us, um, what they do is they just install it uh, in, in their browser. So no matter what platform they go to anywhere in the world, we're always there with them. And when they click it, it opens up, it defines all the courses they're taking, the learning paths, any recommended jobs. Um, it also has, it's a direct link to, the, to our database on our marketplace. So if they're interested in additional courses and, and they want, they can do it from there. They don't have to go back to our marketplace. They can integrate what they're looking for there. They can recommend courses. There's chat for, for, uh, for online support for, from our, our, our call center. So we've, we've built this, this tool that then is, it's like a, a, a learner assistant that goes around with the learner and no matter where they are in the world to support them. So these things had to be put in place because that's what's gonna happen when someone goes and takes a course and they run into a problem and then there's a bad user experience, they're never gonna come back. So- Right, I gotta tell you, that's genius because I never even thought that could be a problem because you just assume all educators have great products, great product support, but you're right, leaving that in the hand. And by the way, it's not Rosetta Stone that you're concerned about even though that was the example, you got so many, you never know who might not, you know, might drop the ball somewhere. So I think that's, I didn't know that was a problem, and man, that's a genius solution. That's a genius solution creating that that browser extension. Yeah, we had we had that's fantastic. We had many meetings to try and figure that out and how we'd solve this this customer service aspect of automated customer service aspect of our, of the business because it's critical. You know, um, you don't you want to make sure that you're supporting the learner as it goes. So after going back to the original question, which was um, ready for market and things. I'm just talking about the pieces that we had to put in place to, to support this. So about seven, eight weeks ago, um, I went back to India. I wanted to meet with uh, our corporate clients because we had, we have corporate clients. There's about 13 of them right now that we've, that we've done work with, but they've can all you, been really saying some or are you not? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, so blue star, um, torsal, and I say this wrong all the time. Uh, torsal, what's that? L and T, L and T. Um, we have uh, central bank of India, state bank of India. Um, there is a, uh, uh, Right, so some great names there. That's that's. that's oh yeah, yeah. There, there's there's quite a few Indian oil and um, but the orders that the, the challenge thing that I had was our orders were very small and um, you know you can you can see this by our financials on last year and I couldn't understand why they were so small because our, what we're building has a lot of substance and we can solve national training problems, not localized in class training. So when I went down, I went down with my uh, Samira, I'm head of India, and we met with one of our staff down there. And we set up four meetings. We also did a cold call with McDonald's, McDonald's India. Wanted to, wanted to see um, if there'd be an opportunity there. So we did, we did a cold call, I was curious. Um, so the week that we were there, we spent time with each corporate. And we, I went through um, with my team in a full presentation of our capabilities across everything. The technology we've built, the platform, the content, how we've integrated everything together. And I gotta say, every corporate we met with was surprised, pleasantly surprised, because most of them were struggling with how do we train national individuals. So since then, we've, um, we're now in, ta in talks with McDonald's India for, for a deal together, working together, a great relationship we've built in nonstop communication. Um, 
Indian Oil had issued an, uh, a tender to uh, Deloitte, as public, public knowledge, a $6 million contract to help provide uh, development tools across building content, delivery, all, on, all on online education. And when we were sitting with the, the director of Indian Oil, they gave us a, a, an introduction to the Deloitte group that they awarded us to and they gave us a recommendation. So since then, we've, we have proposals now in the pipeline with them to support uh, to support their, that particular initiative. Um, awesome. Deloitte also came back and asked if we can participate in another proposal they were working on about a week and a half ago, which we've done. Um, we're now in, this, in talks with Blue Star to ex expand a contract for a couple of years. Um, the, the revenue pipeline with just these groups that we met with, just that one week to um, uh, explain more what we've been building. Uh, because before they looked at us as a trainer and with, they would tell, hey, we have instructor-led training, would you be able to do it? So we'd be like, sure, we would do it, but we wouldn't get into, instead of doing 25 people, let's talk about the 50,000 employees that you have and how our system, our tools, our global educators can help solve education across the entire country. Yeah, that's pretty powerful, Brad. That, that's, yeah. that's the advantage of B2B, right? Because you can go see one customer, you know, really impress them and potentially, and we're not saying anything here, you potentially get you know, five or 50,000 employees onto your system. Uh, versus uh, versus sometimes with retail, which I, I'm sure you want to get to eventually B to C, uh, it's uh, harder from a marketing point of view to acquire each one of those customers. So looking forward to seeing how uh, looking forward to seeing how those potential corporate you know B to B clients shape up in the in the coming months. But yeah, we have good to see dozens, you on the radar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have dozens and dozens more in the pipeline um, that we've identified and um, working on. With Gurmit coming on board, he's going to help us for sure with these guys. Which so. Is so let's also get to the elephant in the room. Now, now the good thing is I want to, I, I want to get all that out of the way to, cause I want you to demonstrate to everyone that, you know, better you is on the move, technology, partnerships, B2B proposals, potential B2B customers, you know, the, the, things are really, you know, things are really moving and shaking before we talk about financing, which is the 800 pound elephant in the room. Um, you know, and we, we've, we've all seen the press release and the trials, tribulations and delays. Um, so give us a brief summary of where you're at, but more importantly, you know, again, kind of tie that into what you've set up up until now, which is it's maybe slowed your growth, but it hasn't stopped anything from moving forward. And in fact, better you is moving forward at a pretty fast pace. Yeah. You know, we're, um, we have a, what's great about our team here is we have a, we have a passion um, for what we're doing and what we're building is, is a social good business. It's not something it's going to make a lot of money, but it's not something that is, um, we're just building a widget like this is this affects and solves massive problems for people around the world. Right. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not sitting around waiting for anything. The funding, the funding has been a challenge. It's it's definitely slowed us down. We could have advanced a lot quicker, a lot faster and not penetrated true. a lot more markets and done a lot more. Um, but unfortunately, we're limited by the resources we have um, from a funding perspective. You know, we do have we've, we've been building a, a, rev, a funding investment pipeline for, for the last several months. Um, you know, we, we understand as a small cap, you know, we, we need funds to grow. We need funds for salary and operations and all that kind of stuff. Like everybody um, else. Yeah. yeah. So um, while while we're going through the, the funding, we, we've always made sure keep building, keep building, keep building the company so that eventually when it gets to funders that say, oh, my God, you guys have built quite a bit. For what you have and and um then it makes it easier for them to invest so in the pipeline right now we have a deal we're working on we announced this a couple, uh, couple months ago with qcv we're almost we're almost through that process um it's quite a bit of funds but you know we're um again we're not focused on a particular funder we decided after we after the the, the uh, tuc 
um, delays and delays and delays. We decided not to not to depend on one one investor. So we've been building more partnerships and relationships to have that pipeline investment. Um, we've all we're also going to an um, uh, eight eight company event uh, next month um, in in London, London, UK. We were invited to present to 50 to 70 uh, family offices. Um, each family office to qualify to attend this event, um, you have to have 130 million of US um, investable assets. Uh, it's um, old, old, I guess old money is what they call it. Uh, the, this, these, groups, these groups of people that are attending this, this event, um, the investors, their, um, their focus, uh, from what I understood, is education and social good companies. And their check size, and we're from 500 pounds to 5 million pounds, each each group um, there's only eight of us again so we're we're um, we're invited because of because of everything we've built all the partnerships and all the technology and um, you know if we'd have sat and waited for funding from over a year ago we wouldn't have nowhere near what we have today but we just kept chugging along so today we do have investment opportunities that are that are coming um, to support our growth but it's not going to stop us regardless we're focused on the revenue we're focused on our growth and uh, eventually things will come together and Brad that's why I'm so glad we had you back on, and I guess you had to wait for an announcement like that of Gurmit saying, uh, you know, the former managing director of Yahoo, CEO of Forbes in India. You had to wait for some of those things to come out uh, before you could come on. But uh, now that you have come on, it's great to see how far and how fast Better You is moving, even under constrained finance. I can't imagine what you'd be doing once you're properly, uh, you know, uh, financed up and you've got everything you need. But I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you gave everyone that great. Uh, you know, first-hand uh, description, first-hand analysis of what's going on in your company. And it sounds like we're going to have you back on a lot in the coming two, three, four months because it seems like things are really starting to roll. So I want to thank you for being here, congratulate you, and give you the last word before we sign off. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this as well. It's, it's, always, it's always fun chatting with you. Um, yeah, so our, our, again, just summarize our business. Our, you know, we're, we're building something that is to solve massive problems. Um, uh, one thing I didn't mention, um, UNESCO, as a good example, invited us to Germany for a, a social sustainable development goal conference. It's by invite only, a certain amount of people they invited. Um, after I reached out to uh, uh, the assistant director to talk about what we're doing, she replied saying that we're looking forward to collaborating with Better You. Um, so we got an invite to come to this event next month. It's these things that are, that are starting to show the world that what we've been building and um, it's taken longer than, than we expected, of course, but the things that we've been putting in place and building are to solve a, a, a larger global problem. And it's, those, it's, it's that problem that we're focused on, that passion that was driving us to solve this problem. Um, the funding is going to come. More and more people are going to join our, our marketplace and our company, and it's, it's going to continue to go. Um, we're a group of people that are dedicated. You know, that My team here is focused. Um, we don't give up, ever. So yeah, and more, and more than just lip service, look what you've been able to do just over the past few months uh, that you've kind of been in stealth mode. So that's, you know, a lot of people will say it, but you guys are actually doing it. So, uh, you, know, and I, you know, and I'm looking forward to what you're going to do throughout the rest of 2019. I'm excited because, you know, I'm, we're digital people. Agoracom is an online marketplace of sorts at the end of the day, not nearly as in-depth as yours, but I get the concept. I think you guys are, are right there. And, uh, and uh, hats off to your, your whole team. And credit, credit to my team. My team are doing an amazing job. They are such great leaders. They really well, are. look, when you, when you got Ottawa and India going, you got development in one place business, and business development, you know, technical development in one place, business development in another, you've got to have a good team around you. So clearly you, you've got the right people in place. And uh, looking forward to it, Brad. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it.
Likewise, George. Likewise. You've been watching Brad Wazell, CEO of Better You Education Corp. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol, stock symbol BTRU. For our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 50GA. Now, you've watched Brad, you've heard, you've heard what he had to say. You want to do more due diligence, get to Agoracom. Punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at the profile to neatly summarize a lot of what Brad's been talking about here. Watch some of our past interviews. And then, by all means, take advantage of the CEO Verified form. Ask questions. Get your answers from either Brad and his team because that kind of access is rare. And that also tells me when someone makes themselves available online like that and gives you access, they've got confidence in the future. Thanks for watching today. Hope you had a great time here with Brad. Do your due diligence. See you next time.